You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hey, it's Dr. Barry here. We here at the Health and Wellness Collection Podcast are always interested in hearing from our fans and our listeners. If you have any information you want to send out to us, or you have any questions you want to ask me or any of the uh, staff here, please do not hesitate to reach out. Our email is drbarryhealth at gmail.com. That's drbarryhealth, D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. And lastly, you can find us also on our blog, www.controlyourweight. That's spelled W number eight.com. And of course, you can always find me, Dr. Barry, on Instagram at Dr. Barry MD and on Twitter at Dr. Barry Tech Doc. All one word. Again, thanks for listening to the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to any of those aforementioned uh, sites. Again, Dr. Barry, please enjoy the show. Two years I've been married. I also don't trust, uh, I don't trust her. Uh, <laughs> I'll explain. Who's married here? Married, round of applause. Married. How long? 30 years. Let me ask you for 30 years. Two years. I don't trust her. Um, at what point does she? Uh, at what point does she fart in front of you? <laughs> After the set, good for you. Good for you. Hold on to her. Two years. I haven't heard her smell the thing. It makes me nervous. I feel like she's building up like Krakatoa, and one day just gonna explode all over the walls. I don't trust it. Ladies, I don't know why you do this. Just let it out. We will love you so much more. Let it out. Ready? Trust me on this. Next time your man leaves the room, if you haven't done it yet, he leaves the room, he comes back and just go, baby, baby, make a gun and shoot him real quick. Just point. <laughs> He's not even gonna be mad. He's gonna laugh his ass off and then probably shoot you right back. <laughs> I'm like, all right, point, point. there you go, soulmates. I, I, I fart. I think every guy does, but I, I still do the silent ones because I respect her, right? <laughs> Because guys know with the silent ones, you have a 50-50 shot, it's not going to smell. I'm not saying it's foolproof, but those are good odds. I got caught the other day. Uh, we were driving. I let a silent one out. I was like, oh, it's not going to be bad. I smelled it. I was like, oh, divorce. <laughs> this is how I got caught. We were, we were driving. We were in the middle of the woods. I had nothing to blame it on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fellas, you ever been driving? You let one out? She's like, what's that smell? You go, oh, oh, that factory right there. That's... <laughs> They probably produced poop in that factory right there. <laughs> we were in the woods. I had nothing. I panicked. This is how I thought I was going to fix it. I tried to smell it all before she smelled it. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? I was like, my allergies. She was like, yeah, allergies smell like diarrhea. Get that checked out. That's... Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. Barry here again. For another episode of the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Today is a, 
I think, a pretty important episode because we're talking about something that's not as a sexy a topic as you know we normally discuss here on the show. Um, we're talking about poop. And if you heard the, list, the little co- comedic routine beforehand, um, things like constipation and poop is something that's always something that everyone is aware of, but people don't really like to talk about. So I figured it would be a good you know, topic to discuss here today because a lot of people have an issue with this and they're dealing with it. And it's sometimes difficult for people to talk with loved ones or friends. So what better place to talk about it than on the Health and Wellness Connection podcast? Anyway, so why is it important constipation? Well, constipation is extremely widespread, especially amongst Americans. Um, It's believed that um, over 700,000 trips to the emergency room are made because of constipation. So it's something that while not really openly discussed amongst friends and family, it's something a lot of people are dealing with. It's believed that, you know, in a recent survey that up to 16% of Americans and a third of those older than 60 years old are suffering from chronic constipation. So not even just one time episode of, oh, I'm really bloated here. This is like chronically having constipation. And before we even go in further, what exactly is chronic constipation? Well, the official um, definition of chronic constipation is the process of having infrequent bowel movements or difficult passage of stools that persists for several weeks or longer. So if you're having going weeks at a time and you're just really not able to pass, or you're having some symptoms associated with constipation that we're going to talk about in a second here, you probably are constipated. And it's believed also that if you're having less than three bowel movements a week, you're probably constipated. And... Um, and uh, why is constipation, the, the term constipation, considered you know negative? Well, it's kind of universally accepted that people who are what we call full of crap or or full of you know shit are usually miserable people, and that's something that's been known throughout history. That's why those slang words exist. You know, someone's full of crap. You know, that's kind of a way to dismiss somebody or consider them not important. No, he's full of crap, or he's full of you know shit, or whatever. So it's, it's well known that, you know, constipated people are miserable people. So hence the reason why people are really trying to prevent it and get rid of it if they do have it, you know. So it's something that, you know, while not that commonly talked about, is actually, you know, quite commonly dealt with. Now, what are other symptoms of constipation that we should be aware of? Well, we talked about hard and lumpy stools and passing fewer than three stools a week. Also, if you're someone who's straining to have bowel movement, so you're going to the toilet, you're sitting there, sweating like a pig, you know, you know, you're, 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 you're rupturing uh, blood vessels in your eyes and, and your neck veins are bulging because you have to take a, a bowel movement. That's usually a sign of constipation. So if you feel like you went to war with the toilet every time you went <laughs> to relieve yourself, you know, you probably need to get that as- assessed. And we're going to talk about some of the sign, uh, some of the things you can do for that here in, in a minute. So constipation is something that, you know, while generally easy to take care of on your own, you know, it can be a sign of sometimes something more serious. So, you know, it's very important that you're paying attention to your body and kind of things you're, you're dealing with. Now, before we even go further in constipation, let's go back and talk about the actual anatomy and how it works and what leads to constipation, because that's also very important as well. First off, your anatomy of your GI tract is essentially one large tube. 
And that's kind of oversimplifying the issue, but it's kind of true in the sense that from your mouth to your anus is just basically one elongated tube. Now, of course, there are specialized parts of the tube. They all have their own functions. You have your mouth and your throat, which connects down to your esophagus, which goes into your stomach, down to your small intestine, to your large intestine. And all those parts of your GI tract are extremely important and have critical roles in helping you consume food, process food, and then eliminate it. And all those steps are critical for normal bodily function. Now, I know we talk a lot about what you put in your body, which is also extremely important, but also noting how your body manages that food and then eliminates is also equally important. So let's hope that uh, the information we discussed today, you know, can, can help you understand that process a little better. So again, as you eat the food and it goes into your, down your esophagus, into your stomach, where it gets broken down, passed through your small intestine where the nutrients are absorbed, eventually it'll reach your large intestine, which is probably the most important organ in regards to constipation specifically. So when you consume food and it gets down into your large intestine, eventually your body will have to then absorb the fluid from the food to get that water out, which is what your body needs for normal metabolic functioning. This is why drinking water is so very important because if you're drinking enough water, then there'll be plenty of water that your the body can absorb to do what it has to do, and then it can leave the rest of the water in your stool to keep it soft so that you can eliminate it without too much discomfort. However, if you're someone who doesn't does not like to drink your water or you don't drink enough water, again for females, approximately 2.5 to 2.7 liters a day. For men, approximately 3.0 to 3.5 liters a day. If you're someone who's not drinking your water or enough amounts of it, you may be dehydrated. And those who are dehydrated, what happens is the body then has to hold on to that food longer to extract more water to compensate for your lack of water intake. This in turn causes the stool in your colon to become extremely hard. I'm sure you guys have heard the term such as such, or I felt like I was you know, pooping bricks you know, when I went to the toilet last. That's usually a sign that your stool is very hard. So exactly, you know, some of the causes of constipation can be multifactorial, but it's most commonly it's due to dehydration. Another very common use is lack of fiber. So it's so important if you're someone who's not a fan of eating vegetables or not a fan of, you know, getting your, um, your nutrients in and you end up, you know, getting constipated, you have to understand that you may be causing it to yourself and you have to understand what to do to prevent it. So we're going to talk about that as well, but it's so important that you kind of understand what your body's going through to get to that point so you can help prevent it in the future. Now, um, when we're dealing with constipation and kind of assessing it, the first thing typically we have to look at too, in addition to your diet is also your medications. A lot of medications have been strongly associated with constipation with uh, the most pertinent one, I would say now, would be opiates. I mean, now with the opiate um, epidemic at, a, at an all-time high and people dying um, by the thousands uh, per month from opiate uh, overdose, um, opiate use actually is one of the biggest culprits implicated in causing constipation in a lot of people. Because opiates actually do slow down the GI system's normal function, meaning, you know, as your body's trying to absorb water and get you know nutrients from the food you consume opiates actually slow down your bio, your bowels ability to contract and move food along so food actually stays in your system longer causing it to get drier and drier leading to increased episodes of constipation in people who use opiates 
So, and not opiates only as well. There's other medications as well implicating constipation, including beta blockers and other agents for blood pressure. So, it's just something that if you're on various medications, those also could be implicated in, in causing constipation. So, it's thinking about constipation, something that's, you know, can be something simple, or it could be a sign of something more dangerous because there are some very dangerous causes of constipation, including cancer and strictures or narrowing of the colon for due to some other causes. So um, while relatively straightforward in most patients, uh, someone suffering from chronic constipation may definitely be having something more serious and will probably need to be seen by their specialist or a primary care doctor to fully assess those conditions. Now, in addition to medications, it's also believed that lack of activity and kind of increased sedentary, an increased sedentary lifestyle amongst many Americans is also uh, cause of some of this increasing uh, levels of constipation seen, um, you know, across the board. So it's important that you're also, you know, very aware of your activity level and kind of how to, you know, stay active to help reduce those levels of constipation. And we'll talk about more, you know, on that in the uh, second part of the show. So, you know, the the reality is constipation is a very real issue. It's a very prevalent issue. And I think uh, as a, you know, practitioner and someone who's, you know, concerned about health and wellness, it's so important that you kind of take into account your natural GI health and, you know, making sure you're putting good stuff in your body to begin with is really the most important, but making sure that you're aware of, you know, kind of how your you know, bowel movements are and making sure that things are moving regularly for what your um, body deems as regular is equally as important. So, Sometimes in the rat race, we kind of forget about things like that. We're just moving so fast. We don't even give ourselves a chance to really relax and allow its body to allow our body to do its thing. So um, those are some of the things that can cause constipation. And, you know, it's so critical that you're understanding of that so you can understand how to deal with it when it does occur. So um, so that's all for this part of the show. We're going to talk about more about things you can do to help kind of assess constipation, ways to prevent it, and also in as well as ways to treat it if you do have it. So um, just sit tight. We are going to be back before you even realize it. It's Dr. Barry here, Barry here again, your host, I would say, Dr. Barry, here for what I hope is an informative episode for you. So sit tight. We'll be back shortly after the break. Peace. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and the Wellness Connection podcast. It's your host, Dr. Barry, here again, trying to, you know, really get to the bottom of one of the more pressing topics of the day, and that's your poop. <laughs> now, actually, we're talking about poop and constipation and kind of how it affects the body, how it really can slow you down, and how it's really something that we can actually prevent if we're just more cognizant of what we're putting in our bodies and doing the best job to kind of keep good things going in so that you will have good times as it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible, but it's true. Now, when we're talking about constipation, we talked already about the causes and some of the things that lead to it. But one thing now we, we should talk about now is, okay, now you have, or before we even, well, we, sorry, let's talk about now what you do when you have it. So now you have it and uh, you're trying to figure out what to do about it. Um, you're just backed up. You feel like you're gassy. And you know, when you get to this point, you just really can't think of anything else. Um, so it's so um, you know important to kind of have an idea of what you need to do. Now, the first thing, if someone is you know saying, okay, look, I'm constipated, I'm not sure what to do here. Um, the first thing I always recommend, folks, you can do is consider 
the numerous over-the-counter um, treatment options that there are out there that are actually fairly effective and for the most part very safe. Um, one of the best things that are used for constipation, you can get really over-the-counter um, at any um, pharmacy or even grocery store for that matter, is a little-known substance known as polyethylene glycol, more popularly known as Miralax. Now, the reason why this thing is important, or this compound is important, because it's something that the body can take in, but doesn't actually get absorbed by um, the body. So it kind of goes straight through you, if you will. And what that does is that it allows the body to um, help promote a softer stool, and it also allows, promotes the body to kind of contract and kind of help. So in regards to polyethylene glycol, it's unique because it can help the body kind of promote contraction of the intestines to help you move things along, especially stool. So something that's commonly used or given to patients who are suffering from constipation, and a lot of times that by itself can be very effective in helping stool move and uh, kind of make its way on through the body. Now, of course, you have other options, too, as far as pharmacological options, including enemas, which is another kind of uh, stimulant, if you will. Um, enemas are usually given through the rectum. So you would buy a simple enema from the over-the-counter pharmacy, like, you know, anywhere you like to buy your medications. Something similar like glycerin oil-based enemas uh, can be effective as far as helping stimulating the rectum to promote contraction and elimination, as well as lubricating the rectum so that you can actually pass easier, especially if you do have very, very hard stool in your colon, allows things to pass without too much difficulty. Other things that are also used very effectively is another medication known as psyllium husks. Psyllium husks are commonly um, uh, mixed. They're commonly like a, served in a fine powder mixed in drinks. One of the more popular brands known as Metamucil. Another one is Benefiber. These are effective because they're also mild laxative, laxatives, and they also are predominantly fiber um, uh, they're basically predominantly fiber. So when you consume them, it gives more bulk to your stool, allowing it to remain soft, remain more moist. So you can pass stool easier. And lastly, stool softeners are another effective over-the-counter medication. A popular one is known as Colace. Um, and these actually are designed to help soften your stool through uh, pharmacological me methods, which again, allow stool to be passed easier. Um, so that's kind of the ways you can treat constipation once you already have it. But, you know, this this show, we're always big on prevention. Prevention is really key. If you're doing things correct, you hopefully won't get to the point where you're so miserable and constipated and gassy that you end up in your local emergency room. Now, if you have to go, you got to go. But things like this can definitely be managed at home if done correctly. But again, you know, ideally we want to not get to that point of you're just so full and miserable and not sure what to do next. So prevention is key, and that's what we like to promote here. So how do we prevent constipation? Well, we've kind of alluded to it already, but some of the biggest, biggest things you could do, and probably the biggest thing you could do, is increase the fiber of your diet. So important. Now, fiber, of course, is found predominantly in fruits and vegetables. Some bread products as well have them, legumes, beans, things like that. All of these things are rich in fiber. All of these things should be a very, very high portion of your diet. You know, I'm of the uh, opinion that vegetables should be uh, more than uh, 40 to 50, but 40 to 50 percent of your diet. So you're eating a lot of vegetables throughout the day. Try to incorporate it with every meal. These are excellent ways to keep your fiber levels high, which will keep your colon happy. Now, um, if you're someone who really hates vegetables and you don't, you know, can't imagine eating all these vegetables, you may want to consider taking a supplement. Like we said earlier, psyllium husks based supplements like Benefiber and Metamucil 
can be excellent um, dietary supplements. You can just take a cup a day, um, which are mixed with your favorite beverage. And this, you know, by itself can be very effective in keeping your fiber levels high, which will in turn keep your bowels regular. Another thing you could do is, you know, consider an oral supplement. Oh, sorry. Um, another thing you could do, sorry, is to increase your fluid intake. It's so important. Uh, like we said earlier, dehydration is really one of the biggest culprits behind constipation. And as you'll you know, notice on this show, dehydration is a culprit for many things in general. So you want to make sure hydration is something you're taking care of on a daily basis. And like we said before, if you're drinking water or drinking fluids, you want to be drinking at least for men, 3.5 liters a day for women, 2.7 liters a day, at least that'll help keep your, you know, body happy, keep your cellular functions, um, fun- functioning at an optimal level. And of course, keeping your stool soft, which is kind of the point of this uh, show today. So again, fluid is so important and is really critical right behind fiber is fluid. So you got to keep those two F's at the top of your head. Every time you're worried about your GI health, fiber and fluid, keep those high. So important. Now, another thing you could do as far as helping reduce the risk or the, uh, incidence of constipation is decreasing your level of processed foods. Processed foods are some of the biggest um, culprits here in causing constipation. When we say processed foods, we mean things that are super refined and just super like processed, like, you know, rice, which has been bleached and, and so forth, or, um, you know, white breads, things that are like extremely processed and usually stripped of nutrients and minerals that, um, you know, can help with constipation. So, um, you know, for instance, you know, black rice as opposed to white rice actually has more nutrients, uh, and also has, you know, higher levels of fiber. So, you know, eating non-processed foods is probably some of the best ways you can help reduce the likelihood that you'll be getting constipated at a later date. Another important thing you should do as well when helping reduce constipation is to try to do try to not delay those elimination urges like when you need to go especially when you need to do that number two you don't want to wet mess around and try to hold it in and try to delay going because the longer you delay it actually causes that stool to hang on the colon longer and what does that do as we said earlier dries it out further which can then lead to that eventual you know elimination period to be more and more miserable so you have to you know ensure that you're not ignoring your body's signs when it's telling you that it needs you to get to the nearest toilet and let it do its thing you actually let it do that so so important that you understand the concept of you know why delaying the elimination urges is not ideal now in the next which leads to the next one actually because one thing about the bowels and kind of how it works it's a very sophisticated organ you know the gi tract as we discussed earlier highly specialized tube that's divided into many different sections But one thing that researchers have been noticing is that you can actually train your bowels to function in a way that's more comfortable for you. Meaning that if you're eating regular foods, especially a large large number of fiber, a large number of of, uh, drink a lot of water, your bowels will typically function and eliminate typically the same time every day, ideally. They usually have a a set pattern. So if you're someone who goes once a day, usually the same time of the day, every day you're going to be going because that's kind of how the body works in conjunction with the, with the bowels because the bowels are extremely sophisticated. They're actually highly integrated into our neural system. So a lot of things that are going on that we're not even aware of that the body is doing 
to ensure that when that period comes, whatever time of day it is for you, you're going to be ready to eliminate. So that's why it's important for us that even though we may not understand those deep autonomic pathways going on between our brain and our GI tract, we're doing the best we can to give it everything it needs, meaning we're giving a lot of fiber, a lot of water, allowing it to do its thing efficiently so that when we're ready to go, it's ready to go. So it's so important that you kind of understand that to really understand why it's important to keep your bowel health at the top of the agenda. And, and lastly, one thing you should do too, like we mentioned earlier, there's a very strong connection between the gut and the brain. Again, you understand, you, you ever notice why it's so hard to poop on the run, if you will? You really can't kind of drop everything and, you know, or do some like really quickly, like, you know, have a BM and then take off somewhere. Usually when you're having a BM, you want to kind of be relaxed. You know, you want to be in a peaceful setting. You want to be able to sit down and just not even think about it until you're, you're done. And that's typically the ideal way to go because, you know, your body doesn't like to poop in a stressful situation or in a strange environment. This is the reason why many people usually have difficulty pooping outside of their regular home or their regular, you know, bathroom facility that they're used to. So you want to, you know, make sure it's in a, a sacred or ritualized setting when you're having your BM. These, all these things can make it easier for your body to relax and allow your bowels to kind of do its thing naturally. So in, in short, you know, it's a very complex process when it comes to GI health. So you want to make sure you're giving your body the most um, amount of you know, resource to do its thing normally so you can feel normal. And uh, the last thing you want is to be backed up for days at a time and then you're just miserable to the point where you feel there's no other hope but going to your local emergency room. But if you do want to come to the emergency room, your local emergency room doctor will always be there to help. So don't feel embarrassed because you trust me, we've seen it before. Now, I just want to, before the show ends, I want to tell you one quick story. It kind of inspired this episode and kind of led to why we even did this topic today. Because one thing that kind of prompted me and kind of you know, kind of made me think about this kind of topic. It was, it was a patient that I had about a few weeks ago. Now, this gentleman came to the emergency room with a complaint of constipation. He told me he hadn't pooped in about two weeks. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, the first thing, of course, I thought, well, he's probably eating a lot of burgers and fries and didn't like vegetables and the constipated patient. Let me just kind of figure out what to get up, tell him. But he was a little different. And I say that because he actually was a vegetarian. And that was pretty kind of wild concerning to me, because if you were a vegetarian, meaning your diet's mostly vegetables and you're constipated, that could be something serious. And that's something that because one thing you rarely see um, out there is a constipated vegan or vegetarian. That's one thing I can say for sure. Vegans are a lot of things, but they're really constipated. And the reason why that's important, because you have here who's a gentleman who was a professed vegetarian. His mom was there. You know, people lie all the time in the ER, too, by the way. They'll say, I'm a vegetarian, but they were saying it to impress the clinician. as supposed to tell them the truth. Uh, but the mom was there, co-signed it. He's a health nut. He eats veggies all the time. He's very disciplined and this and that. But yet he hadn't pooped in two weeks. So that kind of made me a little concerned. So we kind of did a set assessment and checked him out. And it actually, you know, came out that he was actually a lot more complicated than a simple constipation he actually ended up having a rectal tumor and uh, something that's very rare and uh you know he ended up was seen by specialists and was later treated and i think he's on his way to getting a medical care but it kind of you know made me think and i was like hmm you know people always think that you know constipation is something very simple you can just kind of take a laxative and you'll be fine but a lot of times well, not a lot of times, but it definitely can be possible that if you are constipated, nothing is working, 
you definitely need to ensure that you're getting medical attention, especially eating vegetables, drinking fluid, you know, exercising, doing all the right things. And you're noticing that you still aren't able to go after having a normal bowel movement for many, many years. It could be something very serious. So, you know, in short, if you do have issues with constipation and you've tried all the over-the-counter things and not sure what's going on, definitely get in to be seen. So again, if you are having constipation, you're doing all the right things as far as drinking your fluids and everything, and you're still backed up, definitely get seen by your local medical provider because it could mean something more serious is going on. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Hopefully you learned something today. Um, again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, again, I'm Dr. Barry. Please don't hesitate to email Dr. Barry MD or sorry, Dr. Barry Health at gmail.com and Instagram at Dr. Barry MD. Again, any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. It's your host, Dr. Barry. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Podcast. For more info, check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss. Our show can also be found on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash HW Connection. Lastly, for any inquiries, email us at drberryhealth at gmail.com. Until next time.